Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot. My name is Tom. Today is Sunday, March the 10th. Uh, it is the day of Fastlane, the last WWE pay-per-view before WrestleMania. And I uh, want to thank everybody for listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Twitch, and wherever you find your podcasts at. Hope everybody's following on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, just passed a thousand Twitter followers this week, so thank you to everybody, all the new uh, new followers on Twitter. And hope everybody is uh, checking out the show. Hope everybody's enjoying it, because I'm definitely having a great time putting it together for you guys. And as always, if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to leave me any questions, comments, anything you'd like to hear me talk about on the show. What you like, what you don't like. Uh, anything at all I'm glad to uh, you know glad to hear any anything from uh, from all of you guys so you know like I said feel free to uh, drop an email drop comments on social media shoot me a tweet uh, whatever you know I'd lo- love to hear from any of you guys so uh, a lot of a lot of stuff going on around wrestling this week not just in WWE but that's where we're gonna start on Monday Night Raw we saw I guess you could say the official reunion of the shield with uh, Rollins, Reigns, and Ambrose at the end of the show. Looks like they've got a little program going on with uh, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. I'll get into some more of that a little bit later when I'm talking about the uh, Fastlane pay-per-view coming up. Uh, I've also got a new United States champion on the SmackDown side in Samoa Joe. Uh, Rumor is uh, that WWE is going to start kind of pushing the U.S. title a little bit harder. Uh, you know, there hasn't uh, hasn't been a whole lot of real big storylines surrounding the U.S. title for quite some time. Uh, so uh, hopefully that rumor is true. And what the word going around is that for the United States Championship at WrestleMania, it's going to be Samoa Joe versus John Cena. Now, of course, uh, Cena's rumored opponent for WrestleMania was originally Lars Sullivan, but with what's been going on with him and not uh, not being able to, uh, to do TV and things like that because of his rumored anxiety issues and things like that, uh, apparently it's going to be Samoa Joe and John Cena. Should be a great matchup. Definitely puts the, uh, the U.S. title in a pretty good spot. So hopefully, like I said, that is true. Uh, on the NXT side, looks like Tommaso Ciampa is going to be out for quite some time. He uh, underwent neck surgery this past week, and rumored to be out for up to a year. So that's uh, you know very unfortunate uh, with Ciampa being the NXT champion, but also just because I mean he is the top guy in NXT champion or not, he is there. Um, in my opinion, at least, I think a lot of people's opinions, the number one guy on the NXT brand. So be interesting to see how they're going to handle that going forward. The rumored match for NXT TakeOver on WrestleMania weekend was uh, supposed to be Ciampa versus Gargano for the NXT title. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they've only got, I think, one more set of TV tapings before then. So be interesting to see how, how that's going to play out. Are they going to do some type of tournament format? Or are they just going to pick, like, maybe the top three, four contenders and do a fatal four-way or a triple threat match? We'll have to see see how that goes uh going back to raw triple h cut a promo on batista of course the previous week on raw is when we saw batista attack rick flair well we didn't see the attack it was behind closed doors obviously but uh triple h's response was this past week on raw uh cut a really really good promo on batista i mean you know just a lot of lot of emotion and you know they're really building this up obviously it's going to be a wrestlemania match batista is supposed to be at raw tomorrow night so we'll see how uh 
how things go on that end with the build towards WrestleMania. Uh, I know, you know, there's quite a few people online who are not happy about this match. Uh, it's Triple H and Batista, we've obviously seen it, you know, quite a bit in the past, but it's, you know, it's WrestleMania, guys. There's always going to be those kind of special attraction matches like this with uh, the Legends or Hall of Famers or whatever they might be. And, you know, Triple H and Batista are two pretty good ones, I would think. So, uh, you know, I think, I mean... It, it's going to be a good match either way it goes. I personally am excited about it. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of, I mean, it's a novelty thing is what it is. You know, seeing the, the big names from the past coming back for the kind of a one-off appearance. I don't know if Batista is going to be around after WrestleMania or if it is exactly what I just said, a one-off. But, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I, I like and that I'm paying attention to. Um, yeah, some more, some stuff with the, uh, the NXT call-ups that, received so much hype when the the McMahons were out talking about, oh, you're going to see new superstars and new rivalries and stuff. They really hyped the uh, uh, the debuts of uh, EC3 and Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans and Heavy Machinery and really haven't seen too much of them. I mean, EC3 made his first TV appearance this past week on Raw in, I want to say, about a month or so. And again, he still has not spoken. <clears throat> Excuse me. He, uh, you know, and... I'd say of those that particular group of call-ups, he's the best talker out of any of them, and they've yet to let him utter a single word on TV. So uh, I'm kind of wondering what what's going on. I mean, we saw him in a backstage segment with the uh, Saturday Night Live guys that are going to be the quote-unquote special correspondents at WrestleMania. So I guess, uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see where that goes. I mean, at least he was shown. Uh, but it was basically just him standing there in front of a mirror. So I, uh, yeah, not really too sure where they're going. Rumor is Vince McMahon's not real high on him. I can't imagine why. Great in-ring performer, great talker. So uh, we'll have to have to see where that goes. And, you know, as far as the other call-ups, again, like Lars Sullivan hasn't even made an appearance on TV. We've only seen vignettes. Now, in his case, uh, he, you know, the, the, the rumor is... Uh, you know, he had a severe anxiety attack when he was supposed to make his TV debut, which I, you know, speaking firsthand, I understand what that's like. Uh, so, you know, if that's the case, um, you know, hopefully it's something he's able to work through and, and manage. Uh, supposedly Vince McMahon is still very high on him. He's still in line for a, a decent push whenever he is ready to make his debut. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Nikki Cross, I mean, she's had a couple of matches, but no real storylines since she's been brought up, and she's another one hasn't been on TV uh, in a little while. Heavy Machinery has been, you know, involved in the tag team picture uh, on Raw predominantly, but no real no real storylines, and they're being made out to be not 100% a comedy act. I mean, they're backstage uh, vignettes and promos and stuff or have been more on the comedic side, but in the ring they've been, you know, pretty much the same heavy machinery that we always saw in NXT, so that's at least one positive for them. Uh, and Lacey Evans has really just been kind of coming out, walking to the ring and walking to the back, almost like she's uh, walking a uh, fashion runway or something like that. So, um, and rumors with Lacey are that she's going to be pushed as the, the top superstar in the, the women's division. Um, Guessing, you know, hopefully after WrestleMania, we'll see uh, something with a little more substance with all of these uh, NXT call-ups because, I mean, obviously they're all, you know, extremely good performers or they, you know, wouldn't have been called up, I wouldn't think, but who knows, you know, what do I know? But uh, so I'm thinking, 
you know, we just kind of need to have a little bit of patience and see where they're going to go with these guys after WrestleMania. Now, if they continue the same kind of thing and aren't really making too good a use out of them, I got to wonder, you know, why were they brought up in the first place? Um, some other some other news on uh, the WWE side is that Fandango is uh, almost ready to uh, come back to action. Of course, he's been out with an injury for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I'm interested to see how they're going to bring him back. Are they going to bring bring him back and put him right back with Tyler Breeze as the, the fashion police or uh, Breezango or whatever you want to call him? Or is he going to be, you know, um, more of a, a singles wrestler when he comes back? So, and what, what kind of position are they going to put him in? I mean, the tag team division, I think, definitely could use uh, Breeze and Fandango back in the mix. I mean, they're a great team. You know, again, kind of a, a comedy act, but in the ring... You know, there's not not too many that are better than either one of them. So we'll have to see how that one plays out as well. Uh, WWE made the uh, big announcement this week that uh, next year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania 36, is going to be held in Tampa, Florida. Um, you know, no real big surprise there. I mean, WWE, you know, has a huge presence in Florida. So uh, they've done a lot of WrestleManias there. Uh, and they're doing it from the, uh, the stadium where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play, which a big part of the... The decor in that stadium is a huge pirate ship, uh, and of course, you know when the Bucks play there, every time they score a touchdown, they fire off the cannon, things like that. And I know my thought, and a lot of people online have been saying the same thing: they need to incorporate that ship somehow, uh, especially if Kyrie Sane is on Raw or SmackDown by that point. If you don't incorporate that in some way or another into her entrance, that it's it's a lost opportunity. So uh, hopefully, you know. Somebody in WWE has thought of that. I mean, that you know, that would be probably one of the highlights of the night if they could work that into a, a big Kyrie Sane entrance for uh, either a Raw or a SmackDown title match. Uh, speaking of the women's division, rumor is for uh, WrestleMania this year, the women's tag team championship is going to be defended in a four-corner match. And this goes back to what I talked about last week with the women's tag team titles being defended across all brands, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. The rumor is that uh, uh, Bailey and Sasha will be defending against three teams, one from Raw, one from SmackDown, one from NXT. Uh, I would think the Raw team would probably be Nia Jackson, Tamina, uh, SmackDown team, Probably, I my guess would be Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, and NXT. Uh, I think a, a good choice would be uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, and it would also play on that element of the the four horsewomen. So we'll have to see what uh, you know what announcements are coming with that. And the, the WrestleMania card is definitely going to start taking shape over the next couple of weeks once uh, once Fastlane is over and done with. Uh, some interesting contractual news, or rumor, I should say, not news, rumor, is uh, that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson have turned down uh, multi-million dollar contract extensions with WWE, and of course, first thing that comes to everybody's mind is that they're going to be showing up in AEW once their current contracts are done with, which supposedly is this coming September. Um, you know, I mean, that wouldn't be a huge surprise. I mean, of course, they do have connections to uh, the elite guys, with uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, being former members of the Bullet Club. So something to keep an eye on. Of course, Gallows and Anderson have not been real visible lately as far as TV time. So it uh, really doesn't surprise me that they would turn down that um, that offer from WWE. Um, you know, when they when they first came in, made the jump from New Japan, they, you know, were, were pushed pretty good. And then in 
just kind of dropped off shortly after that. Um, I mean, who knows? They could end up back in New Japan, back with the Bullet Club or against the Bullet Club. Who knows? But they, they definitely have options out there. I mean, the rumors have been going for quite a while that New Japan was interested in bringing them back. So it wouldn't be a surprise for them to show up there or in AEW. So we'll have to have to see come September, October, where the, uh, the Good Brothers land. Uh, some other news that was uh, broken last week is that Tori Wilson is uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. And uh, a lot of stuff going online about, you know, is she deserving of it? And talking about her being brought in, you know, as a single, and but China's being brought in as part of DX. And I mean, as far as that part of it goes, I look at it as a Hall of Fame ring is a Hall of Fame ring. You know, the, uh, the Hall of Fame ring that goes to China's family is not going to say DX on the inside of it. It's going to say Joni Lauer, or it's going to say China, whatever they choose to put in there. You know, so whether she's going in as part of DX or whether she's going in on her own, she's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I personally don't understand why people are so up in arms about it. I mean, yes, China absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and she will be. How she goes in, to me, is irrelevant. The fact is she's in and not in the legacy wing or just as like an honorable mention type of thing. She is being honored at the Hall of Fame as part of Degeneration X and you know every one of those guys is gonna have something great to say about her whether it's Shawn Michaels or X-Pac, Road Dogg, Billy Gunn, even Triple H you know they're they're gonna I think they're gonna pay good tribute to China and you know I know her family is happy that this is happening so that's really all that matters uh, as far as Tori Wilson goes, you know, she was a big part of the Attitude Era. Yes, she was part of that era where women's matches were not taken so seriously. Part of, you know, with the, the bra and panties matches and Santa's Little Helper and the pudding matches and all this kind of ridiculousness. But, you know, that is part of the, the group that tr- kind of started, you know, trying to push for... Uh, change in the women's division and you know to listen to people like Jim Ross or Fit Finley you know Tori Wilson worked her tail off to learn to learn the business to learn the craft to become a better wrestler you know she really didn't have too much to say about storylines that she was thrown in so you can't put that blame on her like oh she only ever wrestled in Brian Panties matches well that wasn't exactly her choice you know I'm sure if it was up to her she would have loved to have more serious matches against you know, people like Trish Stratus and Lita and things like that. Unfortunately, it just wasn't, you know, that's not how things worked out. But, uh, you know, she was a big part of the Attitude Era. She was a, a face of the company. She, you know, was somebody that a lot of people uh, followed her career. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of those were 18, 25-year-old males like my myself at that time. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, guys. But she, you know, you can't say she's undeserving of recognition same thing if they were to put in Stacy Keebler you know they those are two names they weren't they weren't wrestlers they didn't start off as wrestlers they started off as eye candy as the pretty face but they you know they put in the work to learn what they were doing in that ring so I have no problem with Tori going into the Hall of Fame but I am uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks I don't know if it's going to be in two weeks possibly three weeks I'm going to go through uh you know, I'm going to have a show dedicated pretty much to the Hall of Fame, going through who's in, uh, who should be in, according to, like, you know, online 
uh, buzz and things like that and my own personal opinions as well so it should be I'm gonna you know kind of get into more detail about that and uh, just all the because the Hall of Hall of Fame the WWE Hall of Fame specifically is, is a pretty hot topic you know it seems like people either love it or they hate it and uh, so I'm gonna you know dig into that a little bit deeper in a few weeks here uh, some news out of New Japan Jushin Thunder Liger announced that he will be retiring this coming January after the Tokyo Dome show on January 4th um, yeah and if any of you guys are not familiar with Jushin Thunder Liger go out of your way to find some of his matches one of the best uh cruiserweights light heavyweights whatever you want to call it one of the best of all time if not the best of all time in that particular division i believe he's an 11 time iwgp junior heavyweight champion he's pretty much the the standard bearer for that division in new japan uh, and he had a very long career and it uh yeah looks like as of uh, january this coming january 4th 2020 that uh, that career will be coming to an end so uh, definitely well-deserved and, you know, just like I said, one of the all-time greats in general and probably the best ever uh, cruiserweight. Uh, some news out of uh, MLW. Uh, Jim Cornette is a new uh, uh, commentator for MLW. He's kind of filling in for Tony Schiavone. Uh, you know, of course, Tony Schiavone has about 25 different jobs and it's getting into uh, baseball season he does work for the atlanta braves uh, minor league team so he's not uh, not available as much for mlw as he was during the baseball offseason so jim Cornette is taking his spot on commentary and also working in a backstage capacity apparently in uh, in creative so it's a you know great great pickup for mlw uh in Impact Wrestling, report is that Lance Storm has been hired by Impact in their creative department. So, uh, you know, another good pickup for them. Impact is just uh, just seems to be building and building and you know building up a great creative team. They've got great uh, wrestlers on their roster. They've uh, you know re-signed a few guys in the last month or so to long-term contracts. So, you know, Impact is definitely uh, moving in the right direction. So, hopefully, they're able to uh you know the only place where they're really lacking is their tv viewership and it's because they're on kind of an obscure channel that not a lot of people get um and not a lot of people want to go on twitch to to watch impact which i don't understand why i mean i you know i watch it on twitch because i don't get pursuit and you know there's there's no commercials you can interact with other people watching it if you if you choose to but you don't have to you don't even have to look at the chat rooms uh, you know and uh like I said, there's no commercials, and uh, uh, during the TV breaks, there's usually uh, either Melissa Santos or, uh, you know, somebody is kind of uh, talking to the fans, talking about the show, talking about upcoming events and things like that. So I, I honestly like watching Impact on Twitch. Uh, Jim Ross confirmed on his podcast this past week that his WWE contract is ending as of March 29th, so just in a couple of weeks here. And, of course, the rumors started running rampant at that time that he's going to be signing on with uh, AEW um, to a, a pretty big contract. I mean, the rumor is that he's going to be getting over a million dollars a year and will be working as their uh, basically their lead announcer, which, you know, JR did say he still wants to uh, do play-by-play for wrestling. He says he still loves it. He thinks he can still do it, which, I mean, it's JR. Of course he can still do it. That's just not something that you lose. He's the best announcer of all time. And, you know, if it's true that he ends up with AEW, then they have, uh, you know, they've secured the best announcer in the game. And, you know, props to them. It'd be cool to see JR on TV every week again. Uh, another pretty cool 
uh, bit of information here, and this one's not a rumor because this actually came directly from JR on his podcast, that he is working on a new podcast with Conrad Thompson, kind of the, the guru of wrestling podcasts. He's the uh, you know number one guy in that that genre. And, uh, you know, the uh, basically the way he put it is that uh, that new show would be replacing JR's current show. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be cool. JR does a great podcast. Conrad does a few great podcasts. So uh, the two of them together, I, I can't see that as being a bad thing. And uh, my, you know, I, I'm kind of wondering, would that show also kind of replace uh, Bruce Pritchard's podcast? I'm sure everybody knows by now Bruce is back with WWE in a creative role, kind of um, back to being Vince's right-hand man, if you believe the on- online uh, rumor and innuendo, quote-unquote. So, you know, I got to wonder, is he still going to be able to do his podcast? They haven't really said anything about it on the Something to Wrestle With podcast with uh, Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson. But uh, when it was first announced that Bruce was going back to WWE, Conrad kind of, you know, they didn't say it outright, but they kind of dropped some hints that, you know, Bruce Bruce's podcast would be coming to an end. So we'll have to see how that works. And, uh you know, see if the uh, the podcast with Conrad and Jr. is gonna kind of be taking that one's place. Uh, some more news from Impact: a pretty good match announced for next week. Uh, number one contenders for the Knockout Championship: uh, Jordan Grace is going to be facing Tessa Blanchard. This is a match that I I personally have been wanting to see. That I would definitely say they're the two top women in Impact, along with uh, Taya Valkyrie, the Knockouts Champion. So it should be should be a great match with these two. Uh, something else in the rumor mill here is uh, Shane Strickland signing with uh, NXT. Now that's, again, rumor, not confirmed, nothing put out there by WWE, but uh, Strickland did wrestle his final match for Defy last night, gave his farewell speech and things like that, and said he was uh, basically said moving on, moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, so, of course, people take that to mean WWE now. Uh, supposedly WWE has been interested in Strickland for a while, but he wasn't able to sign with WWE because of his Lucha Underground contract. Now, of course, he has performed on Lucha Underground the last few years as a masked wrestler named Killshot, and uh, it's kind of the same situation that Ricochet was in. Uh, WWE, you know, had wanted to sign him, I want to say, about two years before he actually was able to, um, but, you know, he was prohibited from it because of his Lucha Underground contract where he wrestled under a mask as Prince Puma. So, you know, if he has, if Strickland has signed with NXT or is going to sign with NXT, I'm sure that's something we'll hear about probably, I would say, after WrestleMania. But who knows, if the deal gets done before then, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll know about it as soon as WWE is ready to tell us if there's anything to tell. Uh, some more injury news from WWE. Luke Harper made his return at a live event last night in New York. Um, so, you know, good news there. Uh, it looks like the the Bludgeon Brothers tag team is done, unfortunately, because I, I was a big fan of, of that team with Harper and Rowan, but Rowan now is with uh, Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, so we'll have to see how Luke Harper is positioned. Um, wouldn't expect to see him on TV, really, until after WrestleMania. You may see him in the, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, I think that would be kind of anticlimactic. I mean, a guy like Harper, I think you would want to, you know, put a spotlight on his return um, in, in some way or another. You know, maybe that's, uh, you know, who knows, maybe bring him back and put him uh, in a program with, with Rowan, you know, and make it about, you know, why, you know, 
why didn't you wait for me to come back? You know, why, you know, why'd you break up our team or who knows? I mean, but I would, I would definitely put some kind of spotlight on it because uh, Harper, you know, just a big, uh, big monster type guy and, you know, can really move in that ring. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he's not just kind of slipped back in, you know, into uh, SmackDown without any kind of fanfare. Um, some some interesting stuff going on online. I'm sure pretty much everybody has seen by now. Nia Jax really ripped into Dave Meltzer yesterday on Twitter uh, because of some comments that Meltzer had made about Roman Reigns and his uh, leukemia treatments. I'm not going to get into the details because I did not hear or read, uh, you know, the uh, the full article or the full broadcast of what Meltzer said. I heard a small snippet of it, uh, so you know, out of context. But the way it was presented, if it, it you know, the way it was presented, the way that it came off was not uh, not good. I don't think Meltzer was intentionally, uh, you know. I don't think he was being malicious is what I'm trying to say. Now, I'm not defending Meltzer. I'm not a fan of Meltzer. Uh, you know, I think uh, he he's really not that different from any other uh, wrestling journalist, quote-unquote. You know, 99% of what he puts out there is his own opinion. Like his star ratings, it's his opinion. The thing is, so many people follow him and take his word as truth that if he were to say some of the things that were being implied that he said it it you know it's a lot different than just your basic internet troll having something negative to say about Roman Reigns you know that it would it could just do you know it's a lot more damaging than just your standard internet troll you know bs but uh yeah Nia Jax definitely ripped him ripped him a new one and uh you know of course Meltzer didn't issue an apology for anything he said, but he did backpedal a little bit, said that he misspoke or was misinformed or however he put it. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, like I said last week, I think all this stuff about Roman is uh, is going to die down. And I, you know, I actually went online earlier this week because I, I let myself get sucked into it and get into some uh, some back and forth with some, you know, stupid people online. And, you know, it uh, I, honestly, it's not even something I should get myself into because you know i nobody has any business commenting on it is bottom line and uh you know so i deleted you know tweets facebook uh exchanges things like that with uh you know the uh, the naysayers and everything like that because it's just it's not worth it and uh you know to anybody if any of of you guys that follow me on twitter or on facebook happen to see any of it and you know if it made anybody uncomfortable or you know because I, I, I know I hate seeing stuff like that. I don't like reading it. I scroll past it uh, because it just it, it gets under my skin. And you know I let uh, like I said I let myself get sucked in. And you know it, it, it's wrestling guys. It's supposed to be fun. And uh, you know when real life storylines get involved, everybody's got something to say. And uh, you know they really shouldn't let these let these guys have their own lives. And uh, you know if they choose to let us have a peek behind the curtain at what's going on with them in real life, we should be honored that they're uh that they're doing that that they care enough to tell their fans what's going on in their real life so you know beyond that i am done with the roman reigns thing like i said i took down all of the uh the negativity the tweets and facebook posts and everything like that because i i i'm gonna steal a quote from jr here i there's no room in my carry-on for negativity so 
you know, as far as Roman Reigns goes, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy, and I hope he stays that way for a long time to come. And uh, that's the end of that. So uh, another interesting WrestleMania rumor that's out there, and this is exactly that. It is a rumor because there is no kind of citations or anything to back this up. But the rumor is WrestleMania this year is going to have 16 matches. Uh, you know, if that's the case, I think we're looking at another seven-hour show here. But, uh, um, you know, that wouldn't wouldn't be a big surprise. I don't know if there'll be quite that many matches. But, you know, you figure they're going to have all the titles defended. There's going to be the two battle royals. So I think... You know, I could possibly see that uh, see that happening. Uh, and I wanted to make mention this coming Friday, March fifteenth, I will be attending Warrior Wrestling Four here in Chicago. Uh, Warrior Wrestling, for those of you that might not be familiar, is an independent promotion here in Chicago. They run shows on the uh, actually in the south suburbs of Chicago, about uh, about an hour outside the city, or not outside the city, but uh, an hour from where I live in the city. And, uh, yeah, it looks like it's shaping up to be a great show. We've got some huge matches, actually. Uh, OVE versus SCU. So it should be a, a great six-man tag team match. Jordan Grace is defending the Progress Women's Championship against uh, Lisa Marie Verone, formerly known as Victoria in WWE, and Tara in Impact. Uh, L.A. Park versus Sam Adonis. Austin Aries versus Eddie Edwards in uh, what's being called a pure wrestling match. That should I'm looking at that one to steal the show. Um, the Warrior Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the current champion is uh, Brian Cage, and he's going to be in a four-corner match against Trey Miguel, Desmond Xavier, and Zachary Wentz. Uh, Britt Baker defending the Freelance Championship against Kylie Ray, two AEW competitors there. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. taking on Robert Anthony. Moose versus Wardlow. DJZ versus Sammy Guevara. That should be a ridiculous match with those two guys. Uh, and we've got a, a, a six-person match. Um, I guess what WWE would call a six-pack challenge, not a six-man tag team, but uh, you know, every man for himself here: Rich Swan, Andrew Everett, Gringo Loco, Bryce Benjamin, and Isaias Velasquez. Oh, and uh, Matt Matt Nix as well. So, should be an interesting uh, interesting match there. Then Ethan Page and the Space Pirates in a six-man tag team match versus Hornswoggle, Congo Kong, and Jungle Boy. Now, I'm wondering if uh, if Jungle Boy is going to be on the show, given that uh, his father, Luke Perry, did pass away this past week, unfortunately. Uh, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't there, and I don't think anybody would blame him uh, if he wasn't able to make the show. I mean, you know, obviously family comes first always, so... Um, you know, if he if he is there, then you know that just shows an amazing work ethic on his part. But if he's not there, I don't think anybody's going to have anything negative to say about it. Uh, so it should should be a great show. I'm hoping to get a lot of a lot of pictures. I will be, um, you know, checking out the uh, the VIP meet and greets before the show. So I'm ho- hoping to get a lot of a lot of pictures with some of some of the wrestlers if possible. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely be posting those online. So keep keep an eye out for it. Uh, probably the biggest story this week has been the heel turn by Ronda Rousey this past Monday on Raw. Came out, uh, cut a scathing promo on Stephanie McMahon and Charlotte and Becky Lynch and the WWE Universe, um, you know, basically kind of quote-unquote breaking kayfabe and things like that. And, you know, I thought it was great. I mean, she, you know, in one promo, she, to me, completely turned herself around because, you know, she showed that fire, that intensity, it just, it seemed real, it seemed organic, and, you know, to me, this is the kind of thing they should have done with Roman Reigns years ago, 
you know, WWE, they saw the fans turning on her and they rolled with it. And they, you know, made her probably the most hated heel in the company right now. And, and truthfully, I love it. It's great. I think it gets people more emotionally invested in that storyline. Um, I mean, this is your WrestleMania main event storyline, guys. So, you know, they're they're pushing it hard and I think they're pushing it the right way at this point. So, um, but yeah, with the... Uh, uh, everything Ron has been posting on like Twitter and YouTube and things like that, just, uh, you know, completely just bashing the WWE and the WWE fans. I mean, honestly, think about it. You know, this is something that years ago they could have gone the exact same way with Kurt Angle coming, you know, from the Olympics. You know, he, they could have, he could have cut the exact same promo the, his first year in the business and you know gotten the exact same kind of reactions and people would have went nuts for it so you know i mean i think a lot of people are kind of taking this one too seriously they're like oh she she's hurting the business she's breaking kayfabe but you got to remember if if wwe did not did not want this did not sign off on this it wouldn't be happening they you know because uh she she's a a contracted performer i mean if this was you know think about it this way if you're an employee and you show that level of insubordination towards your company and your boss you're you're going to be out of a job so i mean you know i'll say it again vince mcmahon has said for years no one person is bigger than the wwe if somebody were to you know flip like this and really kind of have these kind of outburst towards the company and towards Stephanie and things like that. I, I don't think they, you know, they would have cut her microphone off like they did with CM Punk with his, uh, when his pipe bomb promo went a little too far. Um, you know, and if, if, uh, Rhonda was really, you know, if this was really real, she could have easily hurt Becky Lynch with that beatdown she gave her on Monday. I mean, you know, she, basically could have uh you know becky would ended up with broken ribs she could have easily broken her arm with that arm bar i mean it it takes two seconds to snap somebody's arm uh or pop their elbow out of joint or anything like that but she didn't you know she maintained <clears throat> maintained that level of professionalism while you know putting forth that you know i really hate this this crap so you know i i think it's being played beautifully it, it like I said, it's gotten people more emotionally invested in the storyline. It's made Ronda the number one heel in the company right now because people want to see her get her ass kicked. They want to see Becky beat the hell out of her and take that title off of her, and that that's what an effective heel does. So I think this is a more natural position for Ronda working as a heel. That's the way it came across to me, and you know I I'm actually excited to see where this is going to go now. Uh, so we've got a couple of. Uh, couple of pay-per-views coming up uh, i'll get into fast lane here in a minute but wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, uh ring of honor 17th anniversary shows coming up next week there is a uh, uh it's a two-night event there's a pay-per-view and then a uh, uh, tv taping the next night uh, on the pay-per-view side we're going to see a uh, roh tag team title match between the uh the briscoes and villain enterprises brody king and pco and the winners of that advance to the uh, the G1 Supercard WrestleMania weekend to go against the IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Gorillas of Destiny, on what's being billed as a winner-take-all match. So that match will be for both the ROH Tag Team titles and the IWGP Tag Team titles. So this one, I 
you know, I would pick the Briscoes. Uh, Briscoes versus Gorillas of Destiny. That's, you know, a huge, huge match right there. Um, then we've got for the ROH World title, Jay Lethal defending against Matt Tavin. Um, singles match between Bandito and Roosh. That, I would look for this match to steal the show. I mean, both of these guys are probably the top two luchadors in the world right now, I would venture to say. Um so that that's definitely one to watch. Uh, Kenny King versus Marty Skrull. Um, Mayu Iwatani versus Kelly Klein uh, for the Women of Honor World Title. Jeff Cobb defending the ROH World TV Title against Shane Taylor. Uh, team of Lifeblood, Mark Haskins and Tracy Williams versus The Kingdom, TK Ryan and Vinnie Marseglia. And Jonathan Gresham versus Silas Young. Jonathan Gresham, probably the best pure wrestler on the indies right now. Um... You know, he's one I think should definitely get a shot in NXT. Um, the only reason I can think that they might not give him that shot is because of his size. He is a relatively small guy, but uh, the stuff he does in that ring is beyond amazing. So, uh, you know, I would personally love to see him in NXT, but for right now, he is tearing it up in Ring of Honor. And, uh, you know, if you've never seen Jonathan Gresham wrestle, he's another one. Go out of your way to see it because uh, he to me, probably the best pure wrestler on the independent scene right now. Uh, so night two of the ROH 17th anniversary uh, is a TV taping, and it's going to have a uh, six-man tag team championship match with The Kingdom defending against Villain Enterprises. Uh, another great match with uh, Bandito versus PJ Black. Uh, should be another one, probably going to steal the show there, those two guys. Um, then we've got a qualifying match for the, uh, the NWA 2019 Crockett Cup, the Briscoe Brothers versus Jeff Cobb and Willie Mack. Uh, Roosh versus Mark Haskins, Tracy Williams versus Kenny King, and uh, Dalton Castle and the Boys versus the uh, New Japan Young Lions, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Alex Coughlin in a six-man tag team match. So some a uh, couple of really good cards for Ring of Honor coming up next week. So uh, now let's get into Fastlane coming up tonight. Uh, looks like we've got uh, eight matches on the card, one on the uh, on the kickoff show and seven on the main card. Kickoff show match is uh, Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, this is a rivalry that's been going on for a little while with these guys, and there's been some rumors going around that they could possibly end up as a tag team going forward, so I'm wondering, you know, if that's the case, how are they, how are they going to get there? Uh, is it going to be a case where, you know, maybe uh, Selena Vega kind of interferes in the match and, you know, Andrade splits from her and goes with Ray, or is it going to be the, the opposite? Could we see a Ray Mysterio heel turn? That that would be interesting. I don't ever recall seeing Ray as a heel, maybe for a little while in WCW with the, the Filthy Animals faction, but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but either way it goes, whether the uh, whether that's true or not as far as them being a tag team, that's going to be a fantastic match. Uh, we've got a triple threat tag team match for the Raw tag titles. Uh, the Revival defending against uh, Gable and Rude and Aleister Black and Ricochet. This one, I mean, the the tag team division in general, both Raw and SmackDown, I don't think has been given, you know, enough uh, enough attention. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of a storyline there. Uh, I'm still not real keen on the tag team of Aleister Black and Ricochet, not because they're a bad team, but because I just think they, you know, should get their own singles runs both of them uh, now there has been some some online chatter about black possibly turning on ricochet which would be great the two of them would put on some fantastic matches that'd be i don't know if they would uh 
you know, have that turn happen tonight and give the two of them a WrestleMania match, I would definitely be in favor of that. Um, you know, if it's positioned right and they can build at least some some kind of story between them between now and WrestleMania, so we'll have to see how that one plays out. Uh, on the SmackDown side, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, uh, the Usos defending against The Miz and Shane McMahon. Um, definitely looking for the Usos to retain in this one. Rumor is that uh, The Miz and Shane will be facing each other at WrestleMania, so uh, look for one of them to make a turn. Probably, I would think probably tonight if that's going to happen. Uh, and more than likely, I think it's going to be Shane making that heel turn because the, the fans really seem to be behind Miz, so I don't think they're going to put him back to being a heel quite yet although my opinion i've stated many times i think miz is probably the best heel that the wwe has right now uh <clears throat> well aside from ronda rousey that is but uh yeah the the uh rumor and innuendo is that it's going to be shane mcmahon making a heel turn you're going to see shane versus miz at wrestlemania uh then we've got the women's tag team championship bailey and sasha banks versus nia jackson tamina um i I'm looking for Bailey and Sasha to retain the titles. I don't think they're going to take them off of them just yet. I mean, this is their first title defense, so I don't uh, don't see them losing it just yet. Um, you know, and if the rumor about the uh, the WrestleMania women's tag team match is true, it's going to be Bailey and Sasha defending the titles, so I'm looking for them to retain. Uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Asuka versus Mandy Rose. This is another one. Hasn't been a whole lot put into this storyline, which is really unfortunate. I mean, Asuka is kind of the odd man out in the, the women's division. Uh, yes, I realize how ridiculous that sounded as soon as it came out of my mouth. The odd woman out in the women's division uh, because she is the SmackDown champion. And uh, But, you know, more attention is being put on the Raw title at the moment because it's the, the top three women in the company, basically, in uh, Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte. So Asuka's kind of, you know, not uh, not being put in the best position uh you know, as champion, uh, but I think her and Mandy are going to put on a good match. I definitely expect Asuka to retain, and hopefully this week on SmackDown, they will start building, you know, some type of story for her going into WrestleMania, because I think the SmackDown women's title needs to be put in, you know, a prominent position, just like the Raw women's title. Now, the Raw women's title is going to main event WrestleMania. There, I don't think there's too much doubt about that, but, you know, it uh, there should be, you know, just as much attention on the SmackDown title because it that title is on the best women's performer on SmackDown right now. So hopefully they they start turning that around. Uh, and then we've got a six-man tag team match with The Shield, Ambrose, Reigns, and, and Rollins versus Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. This one is kind of thrown together really, really fast with uh, Roman's return. Of course, this is his uh, official in-ring return. It's his first match since coming back. Um... You know, I just I I don't know how I feel about the the team of Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. I mean, individually, I like them all, um, but you know, I think Drew McIntyre is kind of getting lost in the shuffle here. He's one that you know it seemed like was going to get pushed to the to the top of the card and put in you know possibly in the Universal Title picture, and now he's you know doing six man and tag team matches and not in doesn't have a whole lot of spotlight directly on him, so. I mean, hopefully that'll change, um, you know, either leading up to WrestleMania or shortly after WrestleMania. Uh, Baron Corbin's another one. You know, I think he, I think Baron Corbin is really underrated um, and, you know, just kind of underutilized. I wasn't a fan of the whole GM thing with him. So, you know, hopefully once the, uh, 
the whole thing with the shield is over with the you know they can kind of revamp what's going on with these guys i think uh i think bruce pritchard being back with wwe i i mean and this is just my opinion you know i think bruce uh bruce pritchard has his fingerprints all over this ronda rousey storyline that's going on i could be wrong i you know there's there's no evidence to back that up this is me guessing this is me you know just uh freestyle and shooting from the hip here it's my guess but uh you know it definitely seems like that that's something that bruce would uh you know is smart enough to pick up on and say you know okay the fans are turning on her we need to roll with this because we can make her the number one heel in the company right now and that's exactly what happened so uh you know hopefully his creative influence can uh can you know turn around some of these uh some of these performers that are maybe not in the best position lately um you know as far as the shield goes like i said like i said the the reunion was kind of kind of forced kind of rushed i think they're trying to do it um just to get dean ambrose uh back in a better spot but supposedly you know the whole uh, ambrose going on this losing streak and things like that was his idea that's the rumor that's been floating around online uh to kind of you know I don't know if garner sympathy for him would be the right way to put it, but uh, you know this was his his pitch to WWE creative. Uh, so we'll have to see where it goes. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody knows by now. WWE has already announced that Ambrose is not signing a new contract, which is odd. Uh, I said it last week. You know, normally you don't hear things like that until the person's gone and they get future endeavored. But uh, so we'll I don't know. Kind of have to see where it goes because it's kind of all over the place right now you know, with the, the Shield reunion, but then you've got Seth uh, trying to, you know, getting ready for his Universal title match, which has kind of been put on the back burner right now, which is kind of sad because that's supposed to be your top title. So I think, you know, that should be where the emphasis is. But, uh, you know, I think the whole Shield versus Corbin McIntyre and Lashley is more about uh, getting Roman Reigns back in the ring. I think that's why that was, you know, thrown together so quickly. Uh, and then what I think should be the main event tonight, uh, I could be wrong, you know, you could see the uh, um, uh, the WWE title as the main event. Actually, let's talk about that one first. Uh, WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan defending against Kevin Owens. Now, the big story here is Kevin Owens was brought in as a replacement. This was supposed to be Kofi Kingston's match. Uh, and Vince McMahon uh, pulled Kofi at the last minute at the contract signing and put Kevin Owens in his place. Uh, Kevin Owens kind of playing the, the baby face angle here, which is unusual because I he's another one. I think he's just much better, much more natural as a heel. But, uh, you know, this, this is all, hopefully, if, uh, you know, the online buzz is correct, this is all, you know, to build Kofi up and, you know, kind of make him more of that sympathetic baby face that the, the company's trying to screw him over, kind of in the same vein as Becky Lynch, honestly. But, uh, you know, this is all building towards Kofi finally getting his shot at the championship at WrestleMania, which, you know, great for Kofi to be put in, in a main event spot at WrestleMania for the top title, uh, you know, what, well, what should be the top title in the company, the WWE Championship. Um, I would think... Daniel Bryan would be retaining in this. Um, you know, I can't see them switching the title to Owens because then, you know, you'd have Bryan in the mix unless they're going to go at WWE or at uh, WrestleMania with another triple threat match with Bryan, Owens, and Kofi. I don't particularly care for that idea. I'd rather just see Bryan versus Kofi for the WWE title at WrestleMania. So, uh, but yeah, that, you know, is pretty much, you know, this match is twofold. It's a, a, a spotlight position for uh for kevin owens return and it helps to build 
Kofi's storyline and uh, him working towards the championship. Now, getting into what I think should be the main event tonight is uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. And if Becky Lynch wins, she's added back into the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. So I think that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, I think Becky's going to come out on top in this one. Whether it's a clean win or whether it's, you know, a DQ or a count out. Or maybe we see Ronda do a run-in and, you know, just disrupt the whole match and it ends up as a no contest. And Stephanie just says, you know what, you, uh, you know, you brought this on yourself, Ronda, so you have to fight them both at WrestleMania. Uh, any any one of those things, but I think it's pretty, uh, pretty well known. I think it's a foregone conclusion. Becky Lynch will be added back to that WrestleMania match. So, uh, but, you know, it's Becky versus Charlotte. That's, that's going to be a good match no matter how you slice it. So, uh, um, I th- and I think this is the one that everybody's kind of watching tonight. This is the top storyline in the company right now uh, around these three women. So, you know, it makes sense that that would be your main event for the Fastlane pay-per-view tonight. So, that's pretty much all I got for this week. Um, you know, I hope everybody enjoys Fastlane tonight. I know I am going to. And, uh, you know, I'll be back next week with uh, the results and everything, you know, any new developments uh, that happen throughout the week. Again, I want to thank everybody who's been listening, watching, subscribing on uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Twitch, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks to everybody who's following on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, especially on Twitter. Like I said, we just broke a thousand followers uh, just yesterday as a matter of fact which is awesome so thank you so much to everybody who uh, who's new to the show hope you enjoy it and again if you want to send me an email it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com and uh, yeah next week I should have my very first interview I will be talking to uh, cowboy Archie Coglin. Uh now this is a gentleman he uh, runs uh, a uh, a website called wrestling behind ringside he's also got a podcast and uh you know i uh had an interview with him a couple weeks ago there was some technical issues on my end and it didn't get recorded which was my fault so uh, but i believe i have those worked out and i will be talking to archie again uh next week saturday so i will that will be part of the show that drops next sunday so i'm really looking forward to that we had a really good chat uh, last time which i you know was just devastated that I wasn't able to post it because it was, you know, for uh, first interview, I think it went really well. So I'm hoping, uh, not hoping, I'm sure we'll have another great chat. Just it really, it kills me that I couldn't get that that first one on the show. But uh, so next week, I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Uh, again, uh, he his website is Wrestling Behind Ringside. Check it out. It's a really cool site. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good stuff on there. So, uh, yeah, definitely give, give that a look. And, uh, so yeah, again, that's next week. And, uh, you know, again, thanks to everybody for following, listening. Hope everybody has a good week. Uh, if you're in Chicago next week on Friday, make sure to check out warrior wrestling four. It's in, uh, Chicago Heights at Marion Catholic high school. Uh, ran down the cart earlier. Should be an awesome show. So if you can make it out, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, tickets are, uh, there are still tickets available, and uh, their their ticket prices are just amazing. Their prices for their VIP package are amazing. So, you know, if you're in Chicago or close to Chicago, come on out. It should be a great time. So uh, that'll do it for this week. Hope everybody has a great, uh, great work week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.